Ag State of Mind, bonus episode two. Welcome to Ag State of Mind, a podcast that examines the stresses affecting producers of agriculture and how to alleviate these stresses and improve farmers' lives. In this podcast, we discuss openly the mental health crisis that is occurring in the agricultural community and what we can do to help turn it around. Now here's your host, Jason Meadows. Greetings, guys, and welcome to this bonus episode of Ag State of Mind presented by the Global Ag Network. I'm your host, Jason Meadows, and today on the show is really special for me. It is the opportunity that I get to talk to a couple of members of my family. Ryan, I'll back up here and make it sure it's professional. Dr. Ryan and Abby Huken are own Excelsior Chiropractic in Chesterfield, Missouri, just outside of St. Louis. Ryan is my oldest sister's youngest son, so he is my nephew and his wife, Abby, they have three kids and a wonderful chiropractic business on the, in the suburbs of St. Louis. And uh, we talked to them a little bit about chiropractic medicine and how it can be so accessible for people in rural America and how being able to access chiropractor medicine can help us with our mental health. I think a lot of times we tend to think of chiropractors as backcrackers and uh, only dealing with the muscular and skeletal systems. But as I talked to to Ryan and Abby, we talk about how health is a all-encompassing holistic term. And that's what I've been trying. And one of the biggest things I found out here in, in my journey here at Ag State of Mind is talking about how health needs to be approached holistically, our physical, spiritual, and mental health all being one kind of feeding off of one another, a checks and balances system. Um, so it's a, it was a really, really cool opportunity that I get to talk to some really great friends and family members of mine. Um, we'll talk a little bit about how much in common we have. Um, just a really cool conversation. So uh, be sure to go ahead and leave us an iTunes review. Um, we, again, we appreciate those. Those help us get out to a broader audience. Uh, so uh, really, really excited for this episode. And be sure to uh, be sure to tell everybody about this one because this one's really special for me. Um, all right, here we go with my interview with Dr. Ryan and Abby Huken. All right, Ryan and Abby, welcome to the show today. I appreciate you guys coming on. Um, how are you? We're wonderful. Yes. Thank you so much for having us. We're excited to uh, be a part of it and really think it's awesome what you've uh, got going here and, and just grateful that you asked us to be a part of it and, and very, very happy to be here. Well, thank you. I've been, I've been kind of thinking and you guys especially in our family, but like, I can't really even think of another couple that we have, Carrie and I have so much in common with. I mean, Ryan, you were the baby in the family like I was or am still. Abby, you're a nurse like Carrie is. You're both in healthcare. We both have a set of twins and we were both, we were both dumb enough to have kids after. So like, I was just thinking like, wow, there's, I mean, so much in common. A lot um, of parallels. Yeah. A lot of parallels. And, you know, for people that are listening, you know, a lot of holidays 
the four of us just kind of sit there in a corner and kind of <laughs> commiserate with one another and like <laughs> share life experiences. We're a different, we're a different kind of crazy that nobody else is <laughs> yeah. out with. <laughs> so for everyone listening, go ahead and kind of introduce yourselves and who you are, what's your background and you know, what you're doing now. And uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I guess technically my, my name, I'm Dr. Ryan Huken and I, um, Abby and I, we own Excelsior Family Chiropractic. Abby's a nurse. We embarked upon this journey right fresh out of chiropractic school. Um, but there was, there was a long journey and a long road, a divinely guided road to get to that point that, that just is pretty amazing. You know, you get to points in your life where you look back on certain things and you just see where, again, God was putting things in place. And so, um, I grew up in Cuba, Missouri. Abby grew up in the, in, in Sullivan. So we, we always joke that, you know, she was so much higher class than I, um, and I, I, I certainly, uh, outkicked my coverage. But, uh, yeah, that was another thing I was going to say we had in common. Ryan and I both married way up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so, yeah, grew up small town life, uh, grew up, uh, you know, we joked, in our family all the time, um, my mom would always say that we were, you know, recreational farmers. Uh, we would <laughs> try, you know, certain things and have success with some and, and not with others and with livestock and, and 4-H and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I would say our lives, Abby and I, we, we met when I moved to Sullivan in high school, my sophomore year. And uh, we started dating not until our senior year at which time we then did the long distance relationship. Then we got it both got into our respective healthcare schooling programs about when we got married, uh, which was what? 2014. So coming up on six years uh, this year, uh, which is amazing. Um, Abby was finishing kind of in the middle of nursing school when I started in chiropractic school and yeah, we've we've had a lot happen. I'd say in those last six years, we've added uh, three kiddos to the mix. Uh, you know, a few degrees, uh, started a business, and uh, just you know, we we jokingly say living the dream, but uh, we have a lot of fun doing this crazy life together. So yeah, you guys have it's such an incredible life that you guys have, and um, to see that you guys were able to come fresh out of school and just start this business. Uh, is, is just so cool to me. And, you know, Ryan to, it kind of just, I just kind of dawned on me. It's almost so, so similar to how your dad and mom started. I feel like, you know, when your dad got out, we'll talk about that a little bit, but how, when your dad got out of pharmacy school and, you know, went straight into owning a, you know, pretty close to straight into owning a business, um, after college. And it's just like, I really think that, it's an important time to do that. If you're going to do it, go, go right out and do it, you know, right. Get, you know, uh, while you're still young enough and <laughs> maybe na- naive enough to, to make right. the mistakes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, for sure. And that was something that, you know, going through school, we, uh, we've had, you know, a lot of mentorship and a lot of people in our lives that we're very grateful for that have helped guide us that have had experiences prior to us that we could learn from their mistakes. I think that's a, a, very much so sometimes overlooked secret, if you will, to life is uh, learning from others, you know, Mm -hmm. that have gone before you. And so uh, we've been very blessed to have some of those people in our lives all along the way. But 
yeah, there's parts of it that we never knew what we were getting into. You know, we, we started it right out of school, but by the time when, <laughs> when I graduated chiropractic school, two weeks later, we had the, the girls, the, the twins. And uh, right, yeah. then they were six months old when we opened the doors to the practice. So like people are like, you did what? And we're like, we have no idea. Like, we, I don't even know. <laughs> I think we thrive in chaos. Yeah. So. We keep seeking it. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you're right. Some people it's, that's, that's not us. Um, I say that's not us, but looking back, a lot of our life has been chaos. So like we say that we don't, but we kind of do actually. So, uh, but I think, I think, you know, a lot of really, you know, successful people do that is they, they need something holding them to the fire and, you know, starting a business with, three kids under the age of three is a kind of pretty, it's pretty well defined that. It's getting hot. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to talk about now, Abby, your training and your education is in nursing. Ryan, obviously you are in chiropractic and, but you grew up in, your dad was a pharmacist. So we have lots of pharmacists in the family. Um, So I'm just curious as to, what adjustments in maybe your state of mind or in your um, point of view, it's been kind of moving more to, uh, to chiropractic medicine? Yeah, you know, I tell you, I think there's a lot of benefit for us being able to have the perspectives that we do. You know, everything we say, you know, there's, I guess sometimes there can be this notion that this like, Oh, you know, in chiropractic, is it, is it anti, you know, modern science, modern medicine? And, and we couldn't, you know, really disagree with that anymore Um, because we say, you know, there's always a time and a place and, and having the perspective that we have and having the the way that we have been able to, to look at life has been such a blessing to us. And really we feel, you know, giving us this, this well-rounded perspective on, on healthcare on achieving and helping people achieve their optimal health. And when there's certain measures that need to be taken, we take those. But when we do other, you know, things like that, we can really do that. And so I think it's pretty cool. Abby and I going through it together, her nursing school, me chiropractic school, having kind of two different lenses to look at things through. uh, It always gave us an opportunity to have some pretty awesome uh, discussion, if you will. Yeah. And I, Oh, go go ahead, Abby. I believe that there, there's always a time and a place um, for medicine. And, and that's just kind of where, you know, like you said, it's almost like what can seem like polar opposites and just coming together and having a middle ground and knowing a time and a place, but being proactive where we mm. can be really helps mm. a lot too. No, that's a, that's a, that's a really, really good point. And, you know, I, I see this as a person that makes their money, pays their mortgage you know, dispensing medications, you know, so I mean, but at this, but at the same time, even as pharmacists, I feel like our, um, our profession is shifting more into a proactive approach where we are trying to keep people off of, of medications as long as possible, trying to push more, um, well-balanced and instead of instead of putting a band-aid on things instead of masking the symptoms going straight to the source and you know treating things 
maybe a little bit more naturally first and trying to let the body heal itself as much as possible for, before, you know, we, we introduce these things that are foreign. And, um, I've kind of came, I've kind of come to that over the last probably four or five years as far as my professional life. And, um, yeah, no, I, I what you said, Ryan, is there, there's no like law that it, there's no line drawn in the sand right, where, right. where, you know, it's either this way or the other way. And I think, and I think that might be just a little bit of the the society that we live in, maybe that like we we feel like, oh, it has to be one way or the other. It has to be black or white. But no, we can absolutely you're right. You can absolutely pull from one side or the other and you can develop your own view of what health and medicine is. Certainly. Certainly. Yeah. Like I said, I, I really couldn't have said it better uh, myself with just you know, wanting to take that proactive approach. And, and my first day in chiropractic school, it was, it was eye opening because honestly, like growing up, you, you said it, my dad, he, he's a pharmacist. And like, if we had a health concern in our family, there was something he could bring home from the pharmacy that truly it would change our symptoms. Right. Yeah. But was it fixing the problem? And, and so like, that was like, I mean, honestly, it, it was, it was kind of core shaking, uh, day one chiropractic school, because it's not that it was, you know, uh, diametrically in opposition by any means, but there was this, this notion of like, hold on, wait, what, how does this work? You know, the mm-hmm. body can heal itself. The body can, you know, move towards health and well being without, you know, something from the outside in. And so that was just, you know, kind of when Abby and I looked at it together and we, we started dissecting this, if you will, it was just said, well, let's, let's move further into that. I mean, she was a nurse on a cardiac uh, uh, rehabilitation floor at Missouri Baptist. And what would people always tell you after surgery or like after a point? Yeah. They just wish that they could have and would have known to do something sooner. Right. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. And it was like, it was like, Oh, you could have like, yeah, you could have uh, absolutely. Now you like, like by all means, if you need open heart surgery, like go get that. But it's like, right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. What could we do in our life before we got to this point, you know, before we need, and it's like, sometimes it just breaks my heart when people, we just see it's like, Oh no, it's just the card I was dealt. It's like, ah, mm-hmm. yes. in yeah. one, in one aspect, but what if we could have done something proactively on the front end? And so that's, that's our life mission now is just to help people approach their health in that manner. Yeah. And of course, like, you know, uh, genetics are at play, um, you know, other, other outside factors are at play, but, um, there are absolutely, you know, like you, you, you used open heart surgeries that can be prevented. Absolutely. They can be prevented. And, um, it's with through, you know, through a, a proactive approach through, changing the way we, I, 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 I want to be very careful and say not that changing the way we live, but changing our habits and changing the way we eat, changing the way we take care of ourselves, um, both our physical and our mental well-being, it can go really long ways and can go really far into, you know, preventing some of those problems down the road. Certainly. Absolutely. So, yes. So I want to, I want to talk about, tell me about Excelsior Chiropractic. First of all, the name, where did that come from? And then just tell me about what you guys do uh, on the day-to-day. Yes. So, I mean, you make me smile because I love when people ask me this. Um, Excelsior itself 
is actually a, a Latin term and it can loosely be translated either higher and higher or onward and upward. And so I was first exposed to that word actually through a poem in my undergraduate studies. It was like an English literature class and uh, it tells the story of a, a boy and he's climbing a mountain and everyone's telling him that he can't or that he should not or that there's a million different reasons as to why he's going to fail to reach the top of this mountain. And he just responds every time Excelsior, like I'm going to the top, like I'm not taking no for an answer. And it's very commendable in one aspect as to not ever let someone in your life uh, speak something to you that, you know, you're not willing to accept. Uh, if you believe that you can achieve something, you're already halfway there. I mean, you're, you get to decide in your life, what you want your life to look like. But the second part of the poem, it's very sad because he does achieve the success at which he was trying to reach and he makes it to the top of the mountain, but a snowstorm did blow in and he, he sadly died cold and alone on top of the mountain. And so it's, it's this constant reminder in my life to say, well, don't let someone tell me what I can and cannot achieve but also don't forget to take someone with you. Um, this life isn't worth living if you don't have those around you, you know, that, that support you, but also that are on the journey with you. And those people are everywhere in our lives, sometimes in ways that we think uh, we expect them to be, and sometimes in ways that we don't. And uh, a really cool mentor of ours one time says that people, you know, they come into your life uh, for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And, and those people are all around us. And, and that's what that poem's all about. And that's the true meaning behind it. And then the icing on the cake was the founder of the chiropractic profession had a quote, and he said, Excelsior, higher and higher, but only step by step. And that's the motto that we encourage each and every person that we encounter inside the four walls of our practice uh, to take, whether it's, it's in their physical health, whether it's in their mental health, whether it's in their, you know, physical pain journey, whether it's in whatever aspect of life, it's not that today is not good enough. Be grateful for what we have, but always be striving to achieve that next level. And that's kind of our, our life motto, if you will. Very cool, man. That's an incredible story. Like an incredible, like, I love it. Like I love when somebody can really tell the source of where everything came from. And that was, you know, it was beautiful to hear all the many places like you drew from this and I just there's so much in a name and it's a it's an excellent name for a for any business but like especially a you know a health and well-being practice a chiropractic practice it's it's awesome name so um I I it's I I love I love it so thank, thank you thank you so. so much we we do know that it sometimes you know it's hard to say uh, that that exc you know mm -hmm. uh, thing there it's it's tough to get that out but yeah we're just putting it into you know all aspects and all avenues in our life where you know through social platforms through every communication all this kind of stuff in our office it's just become this this brand and we we hope that it continues to well go higher and higher, uh, if you will. So, right. yeah. So tell me, when I started this podcast, I wanted to focus on mental health, but when the, the more I really like start talking about it and dive into it and research my own and talk to other people, I have found that mental health is just, it shouldn't have its own 
um, like cut out box. Health should be an all encompassing term. So, I mean, that's, that's really, that's where I want it to go. Like that's like, I don't want there to have to be a term mental health eventually. I mean, that's the goal I think. And I, and I think you'll, you'll find that and you guys for, for, for certain can tell that there is an interconnection between, uh, your physical and your mental, emotional, spiritual health and well-being. So, how can chiropractic practice, especially the kind that you guys do, um, how can that, how can somebody come to you uh, with their issues and, you know, maybe you guys can help them out? So I'm going to, I'm going to start with this and I'm going to turn it over to Abby because she has a pretty awesome personal experience with this. And, and I think you just nailed it when it's, it's not, you know, mental health. It's not, this box it's not that box it's it is health and and we talk about that mind that body and that spirit connection uh, all three mm-hmm. um i i've heard it described in different ways but there is more to the the sum or there's more to the whole than the sum of its parts and mm-hmm. that is so true within our bodies within our our overall well-being and our health and the simple way for me to explain this um, is just that, that we make the body and the mind connect better so that the spiritual portion is there in an interconnectedness that, you know, really nothing else that I'm aware of can really bring all those in together. But I'm going to let Abby share some of her personal story because it's, it's really cool. And it, it I think really speaks to this. Yeah. Um, so I, whenever I was in high school, I was, I was getting to the point where my anxiety was just taking over and it wasn't the type of anxiety that I could pinpoint to a certain situation or a certain trigger. It just was really general, but I was starting to miss out on school events and classes and it was really just starting to take over my life and, and not for the better, obviously. And so my mom took me to the doctor. I started on anti-anxiety medications and you know, my symptoms, they, they, somewhat got better, but for the amount of medication that I was taking, I just wasn't, I wasn't back to the way that I seemingly was before. And so if it weren't for neurologically based chiropractic care, which I'll kind of go into, um, I don't know that I would have been able to live the life that I do now with the freedom that I feel like I have. And so if anybody's ever been on medication, for anxiety or just mental health in general, they know how, how it is when you try to go off of it. Mm -hmm. And when I say that it's, it's very debilitating to say the least, you have to really wean yourself off and be super intentional whenever you do that and have the guidance of, um, a doctor as well. And so whenever I started chiropractic myself, I then started that weaning off process. Um, I didn't want to be on, on the medication. I didn't want to be reliant on something to make me feel a certain way. And I will say that during all of this, I, I also had some other physical symptoms that I never really paid really close attention to, I guess you could say. Um, I just was really focused on the anxiety because it was so controlling of my life. And so um, with that, I, I started the neurologically based chiropractic care and I was able to, with, with the help of a physician, wean off of the medication. And I truly 
had felt better than I ever had mentally and physically, the other physical symptoms that I had. And that just really showed me that it all goes hand in hand, kind of like you said, you know, mental health shouldn't be its own category to the side. It's just another, another symptom of our body telling us that something's going on that we need to get right. checked out. It, it doesn't need to be its own separate thing. It's very, very important, but it should, you know, really be paid close attention to the same way as a physical symptom does, you know, maybe when we have pain or when we have like different types of things going on within our body, it needs to be addressed in the same way, the body as a whole to be able to address it properly. Yeah, no, I thank you for sharing that, Abby. That, I mean, that is a, it's a testament to what you, what the body can do. It's real when it's aligned. <laughs> um, but, it, but uh, no, I, it's, it's, that's a wonderful thing because, and again, pharmacist speaking here, there are people who, I feel like do benefit from medication, but you would, you absolutely, you didn't want to be on it. I mean, you were a teenage girl. Um, there are some side effects from anti-anxiety medications that are non-desirable and you wanted to find a way to let the body do its work on itself. And you were able to do that. And I think it's a testament to, you know, not only your own resilience, but, to the magic that the human body can do if everything is right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, like you said, I, I was young, but also I had a lot of hope in the medication because like, if you can picture an anxiety medication commercial, right. It's mm -hmm. like lilies and, you know, just like yeah. all of this like happiness and stuff. And so I had a lot of hope for it, but it just wasn't working for me. And so I was searching searching for answers and searching for a way to stop taking it if it wasn't going to help me in the way that I had originally hoped. Um, but absolutely, totally agree that there's always like we keep saying a time and a place and, and, you know, just, just going from there and recognizing what your needs are. Don't get me started on pharmaceutical marketing. I'll, <laughs> <laughs> if you want, I'll, I'll get, I'll go down that path. Um, that, 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 that's an ugly road, but, <laughs> but uh, no, you're, you're absolutely right. People, when they see or think about a medication, they see it a lot of times as, oh, this, all my problems are going to go away. I am on a antidepressant Be so my depression is cured or I'm on an anti-anxiety medication. My anxiety is cured. No, that's, that's not, that's, it's, it's, it's a management technique. It's just another, it's just ways that we are able to manage them ourselves. And I think it's a really, and you bring up a really good point there is it's not as simple and easy as, as the, as Hollywood or, you know, TV would have us believe, you know, because it's difficult and it's complex and, you know, and I'm, I'm happy to hear that there are ways to, to go about treating this that, you know, put those medications as maybe a second line therapy. Right. And that's, like you said, that's what it's really, that's what it's about for us. I mean, our specific approach, even in our office, you know, sometimes people come to us and they have a vast myriad of different symptoms. Like Abby said, it's physical stuff. It's, it's maybe it's some of the, 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 the way their body is feeling, the way they're feeling in their body, all these different things. I mean, those different symptoms aren't 
always what we are directly trying to address within the technique that we practice. And it's just, I know whenever I'm sitting there talking with someone that if they're in my office, they feel like there's more possible within their own bodies. Mm -hmm. And so whatever that symptom is, that's our goal. Can we help your body express a greater version of health? Not by adding anything to it, not by taking anything away from it, but by just helping it express itself in the way that I think God intended for it too. Realizing its own potential. Yes, potential is a great word. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I think that just people in general, a lot of times do not realize their own potential and they don't realize how fascinating and how resilient the body can absolutely be if if it's treated correctly right yes so and i want to not really shift gears here but uh, i want to kind of talk a little bit about chiropractors in general a lot of people who listen to this podcast most people i think are living in rural america you two both grew up in rural america your roots are still here Um, your families for the most part are still in rural america it's getting access to healthcare is especially, you know, to get to, into a counselor or a mental health professional is, is difficult. And there aren't, it, and there's a stigma surrounded by that um, to get in to see, a, to see a counselor or, you know, people often use the word shrink, which I kind of hate, but, um, but that's for a different time. But, uh, so a lot of times the easiest thing for someone to do to address their address that part of their health is to go to a doctor and the doctor writes them a prescription and uh, they take a medicine and, you know, it's they think it's taken care of. But there are other options. And to me and what I've found, especially especially in my own in my own journey with mental health and, you know, in, in also my fixing my back issues, my neck issues. Carrie's had the, the neck, neck issues that um, you all were actually able to help her with. But uh, the accessibility of chiropractors, I think, is something that they are, an, I feel like they're a really untapped resource when it comes to this kind of of treatment. And I, I want to hear you all talk about it and your uh, kind of feelings about that, about how approachable and how there's so many, you know, a lot of towns, a small town, there may not be a doctor, but a lot of times there's a chiropractor. And a lot of times a chiropractor is relatively easy to see. And I just, I want to, I want to hear you all's uh, opinion and thoughts on that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so it's kind of funny. My mind's going in a lot of different places, but one thing, uh, what do we call that? The, the job outlook. Um, what is that? What is that cis source? that looks at like the, the future pacing of, you know, a certain profession mm. um, blanking on what we call that. Uh, but they show how, say that again. No, I'm, I, I, it's on the tip of my tongue too. I, I, I can't think of it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So we'll, we'll use this as a, a resource to look into the future at, at what, you know, a profession's out, outlook is looking like. And so chiropractic as a profession is growing. Um, mm. It's it's the largest healthcare profession in the world that is you know non 
med- non-medical in the sense of no surgeries, no medications. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point in time here in America alone, there was, uh, or, or recently, about 65,000 chiropractors. And so they are very, very accessible. Sometimes I will tell you something we hear is, you know, I've tried uh, chiropractic. And, and the next thing that I often tell people is that, well, I, I encourage them to try another one because most of us can be quite different in mm-hmm. our techniques and our approaches and our philosophies, all that kind of stuff. And so uh, that's an encouraging thing, I think, in one part, uh, because if you have, you know, had limited success or you tried it one way, it's very uh, uplifting that, oh, well, maybe you can try a different method and maybe that can be more effective for you and what you have going on. But yeah, they're, they are, they're very readily accessible in most every community that I've been in. Uh, it doesn't matter how small the town is. Uh, it seems as though there's often times uh, within a, a mile, few mile radius, there's a chiropractor there and we're, we're able, we're willing, and we really want to help and serve people in any way that we can. Yeah. And just to having someone there to who is medically trained to just be able to bounce some things off of or let them be open to hearing you know all the problems that you've going that you've got going on and you can really be you know somebody especially a, a chiropractor who somebody sees and has helped them with other problems in the past they can really be a someone that is really uh, someone can confide in and really get to know them and they'll may tell a chiropractor something they wouldn't tell somebody else. Um, you know, just as, just as any other healthcare professional. And I just feel like, um, there is this certain, uh, idea that people have about chiropractors is all, all they do is crack backs and, you know, right. that's about it. And, you know, and I'm guilty. I've been guilty of that in the past. I mean, I think more, not as much so as, you know, when I've actually, gone to see one myself. And then since, especially since you guys have had your practice, I mean, my eyes have been open to what it really is about, but, um, you know, so I, I do think that's a little bit of the kind of battle or, or, or I guess another stigma that you guys may be facing, but in, 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 in reality, it's just, you just have a different approach and being able to help someone in the way that you can is, is really powerful. Yeah. And that's, I I don't know. There's, you know, all these different things, all the different industries, things like that. There's something that I guess we could call it uh, a brand equity, uh, if you will. And Mm -hmm. there, there has been some times, there's been some places where, you know, chiropractic wasn't quite where it is today. And uh, it's it's relatively young as far as the profession goes. And there was a, a period of time where we were finding our way, but people are being so much more, the, the awareness is raising as to the possibilities and the potential there. Uh, we hear it all the time that uh, uh, our method specifically at Excelsior is like, oh, this is, this is so much different than anything I've ever experienced or what I thought chiropractic care might have been. And, and that's really how most chiropractors have really started to shift to this the scientific approach of, you know, we're going to be doing what we exactly what we need to do relative to what your body tells us, like nothing less, nothing more. The, the difference, uh, a stigma there, you mentioned it, and I think it's very advantageous to us to help people is that we do typically see people more often. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it, we've talked, we've touched on it a couple of times here tonight, but it's not, it's not a pill that we take 
it's something that we have to incorporate into our lifestyle to really see those lasting effects and that lasting change. And as we do that, we, we get to be more, honestly, kind of a closer, more intimate relationship with those people that we serve because we do see them more frequently. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And one of the hardest thing in whatever kind of medical profession it may be is follow-up. Uh, follow-up is one of the hardest things, um, you know, you can implement all day long, but it has to be, there has to be a great follow-up plan. And in, in, in chiropractic, uh, chiropractic medicine, I feel like the follow-up is, is always there or, or it's really strive to be, you know, it's really, uh, you know, I, I just feel like you guys and you guys are a little bit insulated to some of the barriers of of traditional medicine in that you know you aren't seeing the 60 70 patients a day you know you're able to really sit down and 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 get to know your patients and i think that's a really really valuable resource yeah it certainly is and and that's something that you know we're here to do is is we want to help people we want to help people feel heard we want to help people feel like uh, we're addressing those concerns that they really have. And it's, it's not just a quick fix. It's something that we really want uh, and have their best interest at heart, as does anybody that serves uh, people in a, in a service-based profession. Um, but I just think it, it's, our method really opens it up for uh, being very advantageous to, to getting some great results with, you know, any and everything that we help people with. Very cool. So tell me, let's, uh, I want to talk about, let's tell me about your practice, you know, where you're located, how people can find you if they want to reach out to you. Cause I know you guys are active on social media. You have a very beautifully designed website that I'm very jealous of. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I know I, I got, I know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, tell me all about that. So where people can find you. Absolutely. So, uh, Excelsior family chiropractic, we are currently located in Chesterfield, Missouri. Um, you can visit us on our website. Uh, you mentioned it's uh, excelsiorchiro.com. There's uh, all social media platforms, anything pretty much Excelsior Family Chiropractic related. That's where you can interact with us. Um, but our, our current practice right now is in Chesterfield and we serve you know, a, a pretty far reaching area um, because of our methods, because of our results, I think, because of the way that we do things. Um, I would say if you, you drew a circle out around our practice, it, it probably goes about an hour to an hour and a half in, in really all directions. And that's something uh, we always envision because, I mean, we could get into this, you know, in a further conversation, but what we do is, is not typical. Uh, we're one of about three chiropractic offices in the entire St. Louis area that does the specific method that we do. And uh, we're very proud of that. And we're very uh, happy to be able to help people that something we hear often is when they feel like they're on their last resort. And so um, that is our, our current uh, practice. We have big visions. We have big goals. Uh, we hope soon to be able to start to reach out and open other facilities where we're able to serve more people uh, and, and have a greater reach and a, a further radius, so to speak, on who we're able to help. Yeah, very good. Well, I mean, if, if 
I know anyone who would be able to do the goals, the lofty goals that you've set for yourself, it, it would be you too. But I, I have to ask this question before we wrap up here tonight. Abby, does Ryan cut, does Ryan cut your steak? <laughs> um, you know, he's, he's taught me well. He's taught me well. I have learned how to cut my own steak. Not anymore. <laughs> There's a time and a place. <laughs> we've, we've grown a lot. Yeah. Coming up on how many years together? Uh, nine. Nine, nine yeah. years, wow. six years married, and nine years ago, yeah, yes. I was I was cutting her steak. Yes. <laughs> I've come a long way. I've really grown. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. You know, I, it's funny. It's it's crazy because you guys have been you guys have been together about as long as Carrie and I have. Wow. So, oh, wow. Uh, it's uh, that's really <laughs> that's kind of crazy to think about. But uh, um, you know, it should be mentioned. I didn't mention it when we were talking about things. All the things that we have in common, Ryan. I. Um, I'm currently living in the house you grew up in. I am. Yeah. I'm recording this podcast in your your old sister's bedroom. So like, it, yeah. How quickly? We, it's so amazing. I, I had the thought earlier, and I didn't yeah. think about it when you started listing them off. But uh, that's amazing. Crazy stuff. Well, guys, I really appreciate the time that we got to spend together tonight chatting about you know i learned a lot about just you know I, I feel like i know you guys pretty well but i learned a lot about about you and about your practice and you know i have i i have high hopes for you guys and i'm, I'm really proud to call you family um i think you've got a wonderful business a wonderful practice and you know you guys are doing it right and you're doing it um your your priorities are right and um you know i couldn't be happier for you guys well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much. So, all right. Well, guys, again, I appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk again soon. All righty. Thank you. All right. Coming up on episode 32 of Ag State of Mind, I will be starting my Across the River series featuring girls from Illinois talking about their own unique stories. Uh, just a really cool kind of special special kind of series that I was able to put together. So uh, next week we'll be kicking this off with my friend, Adrian DeSutter. Um, she's from Illinois. She's a farm wife. She is a mental health advocate for those of us in agriculture and just has a really incredible uh, sense of, of, speaking about mental health and about how important it is to us in ag and uh, she's just just a wonderful person and uh, I consider her a really close friend and I'm really excited to get to have a conversation recorded with her so uh, be sure to tune in um, May is mental health awareness month so uh, really special for here us here at Ag State of Mind and a really cool way for us to kick this off so uh, uh, be sure and tune in next time I'm your host Jason Meadows and this has been Ag State of Mind Thanks for listening to Ag State of Mind. We hope this episode has encouraged you. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ag State of Mind. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify so you never miss an episode. See you next week.